Let's get trashed. It's in the can. Save it for the pod. Uh, you know what? Save it for the pod. In the never-ending story, I uh, I remember the kid in front of me pooped his pants. The never-ending story? Yeah, when what I was watching mean, that in, in the front movie of theater. Oh, in the theater he, that happened. He pooped his pants. You know, yeah. I thought like I thought you were in the never-ending story. Like I don't. I, I never was Falcor in the never-ending story. I was this Harry always. <laughs> you were Falcor. Falcor the dog in the never-ending story. And I've never seen that. You've never seen the never-ending story? No, I heard the uh, I heard the song by Newfound Glory. Oh shit, that's a thing. I think. Newfound Glory, like the, the, you were yeah. everything I wanted. Yeah, that's exactly that. No way. Yeah, they had they had a song called Never Ending Story. That's uh, I don't have I don't know if it had anything to do with it. That's what I would be most interested in. Uh, that song, I'd be most interesting, most interested in like, in the sense of going home and getting onto Wikipedia and reading about it, and then never thinking about it after that. <laughs> That's what I would be interested. Like, oh, okay, it wasn't? Cool. Done. All right. 100%. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Let's Get Trashed in the Can. You've already heard my in the can outro that I copied and pasted from a previous episode. And it's an extra special episode of Let's Get Trashed in the Can because I have one of my best friends in the entire world, Clarence Riley the Fourth, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, guys. Hey, how are y'all doing? Thank you, Nick. That is, uh, that's much warmer of an introduction than I expected. I was, I've got a whole list of bad things I wanted to say, like <laughs> things about gingers. You see how he smiles when he laughs? All of that. He's a little taller than me, which you is intimidating. You see how he smiles when he laughs? <laughs> so he's a little intimidating. I'll be honest. He's good at like seven where, different things, and you hate him for it the whole time. You're not supposed to smile when you laugh. That's like <laughs> that. It'd be weirder to not. That's more vampiristic to not to laugh and not smile. N- you know that. What a segue. Speaking of speaking of a warm welcome, imagine getting dragged into this nightclub and having blood splatter having on top of blo- you. And you know, I'm not even sure that it's warm. That's something I've thought about. I don't know. I I think cold blood would be like a problem. Well, see, it'd be like if you were, like, let's say it's something you wanted to eat, right? You want it at your preferred temperature. And if you're drinking blood from people, you want it at 98.6 degrees. It'd be like if you were like, oh, bring me a prime rib, but ice fucking cold. That would that would be a problem. What I'm saying is I agree with you, and thank you for inviting me on your podcast. Yeah, so... <clears throat> As you know from the title, and as you might know from I'm talking about a nightclub full of blood, we are talking about 1998's Blade. Blade, yes. Directed by Stephen Norrington. Yeah, Stephen Norrington, written by David S. Goyer. Um, And we'll get it, you know, David S. Goyer, who he wrote all three Blade movies and directed the third one, which is why the third one's the worst, because he's a terrible director. But... Yep. He's actually a pretty solid writer because he wrote all three of the Nolan Batman movies. That is true. That is something that cannot be understated. Although, depending on your feelings, he also wrote Man of Steel. Yes. And right. He writes a lot of Batman. Bad, he writes a lot of Superman. bad stuff. Even Blade is bad. <laughs> but 
even a blind pig so finds a truffle. What I've heard in my in my research <clears throat> is that David S. Goyer considers himself he's a structure he's a structural storyteller. He doesn't con- you know so he doesn't even think he's that good of a writer. Uh, he he just he says he can write structure and he writes like the beats of the story and like what happens first what happens next all that kind of stuff oh tracy lords just got kicked in the face awesome oh um, yeah tracy lords is in this guys oh uh, yeah uh but anyway he he's story he's story only but all the other stuff like detail and dialogue and actual characters he's bad at but he says he doesn't care because you know they brought in wesley snipes to be blade they gave him a pretty bad script and said, just do what you kind of want to do. He, as long as we get from this scene to this scene and all these like beats happen, you're allowed to, you're allowed to to play with it and just blade blade it up. Exactly. It was like they actually had to have Wesley Snipes kind of hold back on some of the things that he was doing, specifically during fight scenes, because um, cameras were not able to catch him actually moving as this is martial arts really yeah that's actually true that I, is very true i don't believe that no look at it's in it's true in so far as i read it on the internet oh fair enough which should be the name of my next podcast nobody steal that <laughs> it's such a thing to be like Wesley Snipes moves too fast for 1998 cameras. We've I've seen Bruce Lee movies. That's true. I've I watched Jackie Chan movies from the 80s. I'm well aware of how fast somebody can move on a camera. You know what I mean? I'm gonna I'm gonna take my whiskey and leave. No, uh, that that's just what I'd heard. And you know what? I'd actually heard the same thing or something similar about Bruce Lee. Maybe not Jackie Chan, but I had also heard that. Uh, Bruce Lee was asked to kind of slow down, not necessarily pull his punches. That might not have been the right terminology, but they mm. were asked to slow down just for frame rates. It's the same reason that you you don't. Uh, well, you know uh, what? That's another conversation. Oh, by the way, did you just? What were you just saying? That just fist bump? The, yeah, the '90s fist bump, the booyah that he does. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we have it on in the background, folks. Obviously. This is not a watch along podcast. Um, although we could do a commentary track someday. If, I mean, but that's I, not. I feel like we're about six minutes into one right now. Yeah, that's not what this Almost. is. That's not what this is intended to be. Where I just I threw it on in the background for vibes. All right. Yeah. I yeah. threw it on just to because something's got to be on the TV. I need as much. Ilu- I don't have a, any lights. I need as much illumination in the room as possible. I also don't. Yeah. Because um, I have my own black vampire here on the couch with me, and I'd hate for him not to show up. That's part of the reason that black don't crack. We're all vampires. Every one of us. Sorry, guys. You were right. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're my resident blade expert. That's why I had to come I had to come to you to talk about the blade series. That's why I brought out my one black V-neck for this podcast. I'm just if that's the biggest joke here because that's all I fucking wear. Um as a matter of fact, so this movie was uh your recommendation because I was trying to get you on the pod. I right. wanted you to I, I was willing to talk about anything. Right. And you know, even though I normally do contemporary movies, I have done uh, at this point one older movie, um, or an in the can episode of Let's Get Trashed about Midnight in Paris. 
Uh, and then you recommended, you wanted to bring up Blade because this is one of your favorite movies and a movie you've seen a million times and you can talk about anytime you want. That That's correct. Yeah, I've seen this movie over four film mediums. I've seen it over VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, and streaming. And uh, it, it, even through all the uh, bragging real big, ladies, hit me up. Uh, even through all of that, even through all of that, I'm still just, I, I'll watch it. I'll be like, oh, that guy was, even this guy who's right there. That that looks like, well, yeah, I'll tell you later. Don't worry. That looks like your, your old bandmate, sorry, your old bandmate a little bit. <laughs> Doesn't he? Doesn't he? You think the, the, assist, the, the assistant the, blood, the assistant the hematologist, blood, the assistant hematologist that's trying like, to hook up with the female lead. You know what? Damn, that's actually a really good point. I never, no, I never noticed that. You know what? That is if, pretty funny. If he wanted a quick Halloween costume, he just needs to buy a pair of secondhand scrubs. That's it. And and, and yeah. Luke is well. He, I don't think anybody would get that reference. Yeah. Well, like, I'm not, the. I'm the. I hope they do. I'm the evil hematologist. I'm the. I'm the coroner. <laughs> I'm the coroner ex boyfriend of uh, what, what's her name in the movie? That is Doctor Karen. Jensen, Dr. she's Karen played by Jensen. Ann Bush Wright, and uh, she's I, as far as I know, this is one of her only film credits. As yeah. far as I know, um, interesting, yeah, and she's she's good in it. Uh, well, let's me let me ask you, um, because I've seen I've seen the whole Blade trilogy, obviously. I didn't see them when I was younger, I was older when I actually finally watched all of them. Um, but what is it, what do you love about? this series what do you love about blade all right so like when i was a kid i never really identified with being like anything other than kind of like a metalhead alternative sort of mm-hmm. sort of thing you know that's the that's the music that i like that i listen to and blade was the first kind of character of my color that fit into that aesthetic that i could model myself after it was either blade or morpheus and so when i had hair it was blade when Mm -hmm. i didn't have hair it was morpheus that's how that kind of worked out but seriously i mean right now we're looking at blade come through the hospital and punch this charred vampire in the face and he looks like an absolute badass he's about to turn around and say motherfucker are you out of your goddamn mind oh yeah uh yeah and Look right here. Yeah. He does it. And that kind of power that he exhibited as a black man wearing all black, which is something I wanted to be, I identified with. Plus, I was also really super into the whole headbanger metal aesthetic, which fits in nicely with your hot topic vampire aesthetic. Interesting. Yeah. You still you still wear all black. I have always since I've known you. Correct. Um and we've been friends for 14 years at this point. 15? Yeah, we've 2007, been friends since we 2007. Yeah, yes. so we've been friends a long time. Um, and you've always worn it. I didn't realize that, you were, that your outfit was Blade-inspired. Uh, well, no, that's the thing. Like, I, I always wanted to wear all black, and I always kind of did. Blade gave me permission. Oh, to do Blade so. justified it. Yeah, like yeah, I could tell. Right. And people would call me. And all right, so uh, full disclosure, I still own at least five floor length dusters. Damn. None of them in leather. 
but I still own them. And there's a whole other story about that. That'll be on my podcast, The Duster Cast. <laughs> the Duster Cast. <laughs> That's such a sick name for a podcast. <laughs> Don't steal that, guys. The Duster Cast. Um, that's, yeah, that's sick. Well, and it's important to remember, speaking of, you brought up Morpheus, which is exact, which is a great point, something I was going to bring up, but it's important to remember, it's important to remember a lot of things about this movie, Blade. It came out in 1998. Mm -hmm. It came out, so it's, there's a lot of things that are important about it. There's a lot of milestone stuff about it. It came out a year before The Matrix. Correct. So. Correct. Trench coat techno vibes. In the 90s, people give The Matrix a lot of credit for that when they should be giving that credit to Blade. You know... Because techno, nightclub, I mean, you said metal, headbanger. I always got more of a techno vibe from all of this because there is like, I guess because of that blood uh, nightclub in the beginning, you know, blood coming out of the ceiling, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, from the from the very first scene, that the only scene that Tracy Lords is in, um, who's third on the bill. She's like third or fourth build and she's... That's out true. of the movie in four minutes. That's true. Well, she does get shot in the head with a silver stake yeah. by Blade after hissing yeah, at him. Yeah, kicks in the face too. She, you know, that's true. It's pretty cool. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah, this kicked off late '90s techno trench coat vibes that the Matrix. I mean, the Matrix overshadowed it and got a lot of credit for that. But Blade doesn't get the credit it deserves for starting that trend. And furthermore. Blade doesn't get the credit it deserves for being like the first it's the first like Marvel movie and it was like it's the it's a hit like kickoff I mean it you know it Marvel wasn't really doing anything there was like a 1970s Captain America that's really bad that's correct looks like, looks like a TV kind of movie but there was actually even a TV series, if I'm not mistaken, for the for the old Captain Marvel. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. That's all right. But yeah. Um, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, there was TV series at this time, even before this. Is but movies, the is X, what yeah, you. the X Men cartoon series, mm-hmm. the um, um, the Spider Man animated series. Uh, but this Blade was like the first major motion picture put out by Marvel and New Line Cinema. Correct. Um, and and. And does a lot of things that they haven't, well, you know, I guess not that they haven't done since, but starring a black lead, black female lead. Um, R-rated. R-rated. That's that's something they don't, they haven't done since that, except for Deadpool. Correct. And, and, you know, that was kind of released under the Marvel banner. Yeah, know. that was the only one that. Right, that was like no. that wasn't an MCU. That was like, oh, that's Marvel, but it's not real Marvel. No, Deadpool's not part of that. Deadpool is uh, so he's like technically he falls under the X Men property, right? Which means exactly. he's which means he's Sony. No, uh, well, no, he's Fox. He's Fox. He's and, Fox. Well, then, but Marvel or Disney, the Disney Fox. bought Fox. Yeah, they bought Fox. <clears throat> Disney bought Fox, but uh, but Deadpool one and two came out before that merger. Mm-hmm. So Fox put out those R-rated movies. Disney, I think it's yet to be decided what they do. And, and, and as longtime I, listeners of the pod have heard me trash Disney and Marvel for a long time. <laughs> um, I was, you know, I'm anti-comic book movies. I'm anti-Marvel. Blade is an exception. I don't think I'll go back and rewatch. I've watched the first ten years of Marvel. 
I've I won't go back. I'm never gonna watch Iron Man again. I'm never gonna watch Hot Ava- Takes Avengers guys. again. Hot takes. I'm just done. I can't care anymore. I might watch Blade again. I'm watching it right now. I might watch it again someday. because um, there's something compelling about it. What is it you know, what is it that's like so good? I think one of the things that touches on the edges of what you're talking about is that this doesn't depend on you having seen Iron Man or having seen the Hulk. You can watch Blade 1 and be fine. And if you want to, Blade 2 is, exists. It is there. It's a great movie. Uh, maybe not bother with Blade 3, but it doesn't. It, it's not like there's yeah. a Blade cinematic universe that you have to keep up with. Well, right? not now. Not but yet. I'm sure they're going to bring him back. I think that it's better. No, and Blade being part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that doesn't change the fact that these movies exist. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. But that also doesn't change the fact that like the original Spider-Mans, like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans exist, and the what's exactly. the other kid. And, you know, they could, they could always just multiverse Wesley Snipes back into the MCU, and then that, that would, would be, be that. awesome. There's no way, there's no chance in hell that wesley snipes is going to be part of the whenever they do bring blade back into you know avengers 7 there's no <laughs> way it's wesley snipes avengers they, 7 they too many avengers Dis, yeah disney won't do that they're gonna it's gonna be uh and it's, can you imagine blade like next to spider-man having like having sassy quips <laughs> blade and tom well, well actually blade that- and tom holland fighting back to back against some cgi bullshit and they're, they're just sassy quipping each other like i will tell you this ugh, i'm gonna tell ugh. you this right now there is a sassy quip in this movie that you do need to that we do need to talk about it is it's one of my is it one at the end it's the one at the end where he i know the story behind it yeah too. okay all right uh that is just that is one of my favorite moments we'll we'll save it for the pod which we're on right now it, but that's one of your favorite moments that is one of my favorite moments for what in sorry what went into it i'm just gonna hold this motherfucker uh for what went into it and for what was like what it represented uh, and we'll, we'll talk about it later we'll get into it but it's just such a it's such a fever dream to things that movies were made like this where people were allowed to just kind of like oh yeah this is do whatever yeah so that but that goes into what i was talking about you know you're absolutely right we'll get into it right now because we're that's what i was okay. talking about with david s goyer being a structure guy mm-hmm. um he he writes he is particularly proud of the you know beats of this of the story he writes i'm not even gonna say they're that great uh you know uh, uh, but He's a structure guy. He's not too particularly interested in, in different in in like the details of the dialogue, um, you know. And so they gave uh, they gave Wesley Snipes a lot of freedom um, to do stuff, you know. Uh, but that's why, and that's why tonally, it's actually kind of all over the place because Blade goes from being this. He's serious and gruff when we first see him. He's, you know, fighting. Uh, he's kind of antagonistic to that first vampire he, like, captures, and then he blows him up, mm-hmm. the fire guy. Mm-hmm. He, he's got, like, a mean streak to him. And then the next fight scene in the hospital, when he's when he's saving uh, the, the hematologist, 
he's fighting, and then he breaks his gruff streak. When when the security guards shoot him, he turns and does the "What are you the hell are you motherfuckers you doing?" or whatever he says. <laughs> and then it becomes Let's quote that. Yeah, whatever whatever it is, <laughs> it becomes um, it becomes like can't. That's like a cheesy. That's like a cheesy black guy line. Yeah, like, yeah. I, you know, he's he's being serious. What the hell y'all doing? Like he does. Well, yeah, he does yeah. that for one second, and then he's back to being like serious. Blade. It's a little bit of a black exploitation thing, right? Like the yeah. I'm gonna get you, sucker, sort of thing. <laughs> yes, a little bit. And I, I don't mean to like but, say that to make fun of it, but because you know them niggas was yeah. doing what they did. Sorry, can I do that on this podcast? You can do whatever you want. Yeah, I don't have sponsors. Say whatever you want. Also, hey, you're black. You're allowed to say This is sponsored it. by Squarespace. You're going to have to bleep that right now. No, I won't. I don't care. <laughs> I won't. Yeah. No, no, no. Nobody but, will find but out. Seriously, uh, um, it is a little bit of that. And I think that if I may just... Yes, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, to, to diving board off of the point I think you were trying to make, like... Your mouth. Sorry. To diving board off of the point you were trying to make... I think that you like you hit the nail on the head. They were able to kind of like, okay, this isn't a this movie. This isn't a whatever movie. This is a us making a movie. Yeah. This actually feels like more of a a film rather than just like a formulaic, okay, Marvel movie. There's going to be a big blue sky beam at the end of this. You all know it. Yeah. That's how it goes. That's true. Um, what's interesting, I mean, but you're right, but the thing is, the fact is, if, if it was, if they did the whole thing, like you said, black exploitation style, as like a throwback to that era of cinema, that'd be cool if, if they took the whole thing, um, uh, seriously, thank God she takes her hand off that, right, uh, if, 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 if they took the whole thing seriously and made it this serious whatever, then, uh, um, that would be another style of doing it, but the fact is, because because it was not written, because it was poorly written, and and um, they gave you know Wesley Snipes a lot of freedom, he got to improv and that kind of what how whatever he was whatever mood he was in at the time changed the tone of that scene. However, yes. the point you're getting to, your favorite line from the end of the movie after he beats our he after he right. beats our antagonist, right? He says, he's, give us the line, give us the line, Clarence. All right, he says, Wesley Snipes at the very end of the movie, well, near the very end of the movie, he basically has his big dick half hour line where he looks towards the camera and he says, some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. He does a kick and he uses that kick to shoot something into our antagonist and just end him. Yeah, that kick is like the exclamation point and he kicks another needle into him. Yes, another... a, ne- an, a bottle of EDTA. It's a blood anticoagulant. I've watched this movie a thousand times, yeah. you guys. Uh, yeah, he kicks another an- one last uh, tube of cure into the bad guy and that kills him. Yeah, it, it, um, makes, it makes him explode. Now, here's the interesting thing about that line because that's actually... That's one of the few lines I know of that was, or one of the you know one of the few like odd lines that was not a Wesley Snipes like choice or improv. He fought against that line. He here's how so here's how nerdy this fucking white screenwriter and white director are. They're having a meeting. They're having like a pre-production meeting with Wesley Snipes, and they're like talking about the movie. 
This is before filming. They're talking about the movie. They're talking about the characters. Uh-huh. You know, what do you think this guy's like? What do you think? What do you think you want Blade to be like? Uh-huh. What do you think about this guy? What do you think about so and so? At the same meeting or whatever, you know, one of these meetings, he convinces them to. They were going to hire somebody else for the role of a uh, doctor, blood doctor, the hematologist, Doctor Karen Jensen. Doctor Karen, uh, he convinced him to hire a black actress. Uh, really? That, that was Wesley's decision. He's like, you need to hi- you should hire a you should hire a black actress for this because they had whatever they had somebody else in mind. Some that was not on the IMDb page that I read to become an expert on this movie. No, seriously, <laughs> yeah. that's not something I, I actually yeah. realized. That was that was that was a Wesley Snipes. Um, Ad- advocation was was hire a black female lead make that make that character black um and nowadays we see a lot of that kind of stuff and we we understand like the cultural significance or even importance of that kind of decision but this is 1997 when they're pre when they're filming this pre you know 1996 maybe when they're in pre-production mm-hmm. um you know that wesley snipes making that decision or or encouraging that is a uh, is you know not it's not insignificant however at this same series of meetings what do you think about this character what do you think about this character wesley snipes goes when talking about steven dorf's character evil vampire whatever the deacon fuck. frost deacon frost he's like what do you think about the main bad guy deacon frost wesley snipes goes man that's the kind of motherfucker that's always trying to ice skate uphill he says that <laughs> he says that like that's like down home wisdom that's like that's exactly. like that's his like down home wisdom that he's giving into the thing. These two exactly. these two these two comic book dork white guys, Norgan and fucking um, Norrington and Norrington and Goyer. Yeah, they fell in love with this. Like <laughs> it's the first bit of down home wisdom they've ever heard in their life. I don't know what you know. They're both they're both from fucking San Francisco or some you know shitty town. They're they they some told him they told him he has to, you have to say that. They put that in the script and he and and he goes no 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 I don't want to say that at the end of a fight that doesn't make any sense there. He he fought against it and they're like no you have to say it. It's the coolest thing I've ever heard. I had I. Okay, I had not heard that story of it. I yeah. heard that it was an ad lib on the day, and I, it, I hope I'm mistaken because your story is so much better. But I heard that it was an ad lib on the day of many, and that it was one of the last. And Goyer said, "I wish I'd written that." That's mm. that might be. I heard the opposite. I heard okay. that he he. He shoehorned that in because he thought it was so cool. I am a phony expert, you guys. His... I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. I apologize. That's all right. This is a non. This is a no fact podcast. This isn't Radio Lab. Fact. Okay? Che- this is a no fact check. If if either one of us are wrong, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> don't you dare com- com- leave a comment, <laughs> like and subscribe. But, Absolutely. But if your comment says anything of discrediting anything I or my guest hosts say, I I you better not fucking quit unacceptable i can't have it this is a no this is a no facts podcast i've been very clear about no facts podcast yeah. hashtag no facts yeah no fact checking all right <laughs> okay. by the way we we stepped over one of my other favorite lines here uh there's this uv light that you that uh blade uses later and mm-hmm. he gets it to like whistler hands it to him yeah blade grabs it and he's like it's still heavy and Whistler says, well, you're so big. And it's just left right there on the table. It's not like it's a joke. It's just left right there on the table. And I love it. 
I love it. There are so many great lines here. Like yeah. there's going to be this part where they burn the the big There's going to be this part where they burn the big vampire archivist. Yeah. And Oh, in the sun? In yeah, the, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. sun ray thing, yeah. And they um she's like blades like, if he moves, fry him. And then he barely moves and Dr. Karen just like fucking fries him and just says he moved. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> and that th- that goes to what you were saying. Like, it's not just kind of stuck in this genre of this is underworld, right? Yeah, or like right. this is I'm gonna get you, sucker, or this is black dynamite. It's it's kind of a little bit of each of those things. It's a really nice mosaic that a lot of superhero movies don't get to step out of. It's a little bit days. of yeah. It's a little bit of everything. It's it is very funny. It's fun- it is it, it's. It's funny in a because it takes itself seriously enough to to really allow it to kind of be funny without being like again without being I always use this word quippy talking about like current the current slate of Marvel movies um <clears throat> which is just some of like the worst written you know dialogue I've ever heard this is um this has some general funny moments some funny, like, I don't know. And again, it's, it's rated R. Let's talk about Chris Christopherson. Chris Christopherson doesn't get enough work. Uh, was in one of the one of the versions of that movie that Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga did. Um, oh, he was yes, he was, he was he one was of the stars borns. He was yeah, he was one of the stars borns. Oh, uh, fucking, damn. Well, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He it, was on the deep end. He, he was, was getting over. He'll never be held down. <laughs> that was the thing about Chris Christopherson. He was. I'm not sure if that song was in the original cut. But <laughs> no, I think that's only for the 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 Gaga version. And then that I don't know version, what song they used that for awkward the other version in the Oscars. They had that one too. That was, God, that was. Anyway, um, we're not here to talk about that. You know what? That's funny. Um, that was Blade and the new A Star Is Born are almost like vice versa because Star Is Born, <laughs> Star Is Born, two white main characters with Dave Chappelle black sidekick, which is the exact opposite of Blade. Two black man characters, Chris Christopherson, white sidekick. Yeah. Okay. All right. And you know what? I had absolutely forgotten Tangent. I had absolutely forgotten that Dave Chappelle was like, yeah, man, I'll do that. Yeah. I, I, and he just was in that movie as Bradley Cooper's best friend. When was the, when was the only time or ever other than that movie that you saw fucking bradley cooper and dave Chappelle together all the time they're like really good friends are they really yeah it's, it's like for real that's, yeah when when so when dave Chappelle won the that's um, his token white guy yeah that's his no neil brennan's his token white guy oh that's right neil he just pointed you to me for our, for our audio listeners clarence just pointed at me when he after he said token white guy um no i, when, I know when, a ton of white guys when Chappelle won the when Chappelle won the um, Mark Twain Award, the Mark Twain That's Comedy right. Award, uh, besides Neil Brennan, I mean, there was plenty of white people there. Uh, it's a fucking Mark Twain Award at the Kennedy Center in yeah. D.C. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, no Brad- Bradley Cooper was one of the... Um, Keynote speakers sort of thing. Yeah, it was one of the presenters talking about his relationship with uh, Dave Chappelle. And then also that very famous Dave Chappelle monologue, um, SNL monologue, one of the like, first or second times he hosted SNL. 
Was it pre-Trump or during Trump or after it was, Trump? It was the day, it was the Saturday after the election. It was, okay. So I it know was the, the one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the November, the whatever. Uh, it would have been November like 8th or November 10th, 2016, right after Trump won. Mm-hmm. He's talking about when he goes to the, he goes to the White House, he goes to the, the Obama White House for some party and it was like BET and it was, it was, it was like an all black everybody except for Bradley Cooper for some reason. That's part of the joke is that Bradley <laughs> Cooper's is just there. And then, you know, the the other part of that is Bradley Cooper goes, uh, later on he goes, I was there because you invited, I was your guest. <laughs> uh, so, yes, they're, they're, they're like good friends for some reason. I, that you is know. great. You know what? That is a, I always like to see like, a white person and a black person in a like friendship. I always, te- whenever I'm with, whether it's a friend of mine or anybody, it doesn't care. I don't care if it's my mom or my brother. I'm like, these guys are solving racism right now. They're solving racism. They're being friends. They're going to go play Frisbee at the park later with a picnic. They are solving racism. And that's what we're doing here, man. I've got a picnic. Yeah. Right back. <laughs> no. No, but yeah, we're a multiracial friendship. I never. This is it. Yeah, I never. I never thought we were solving anything. But a, I'm glad you know. <laughs> I'm glad you think so. In a lot of ways, you're you're more Hispanic. I'm half Hispanic, by the way, guys. Hi, viva la raza. Um, <laughs> in a lot of ways, you're more Hispanic than me. You grew up in uh, in the valley, and we're literally filming this on a camera that's on a conga. Oh yeah, I, so, I don't have a good camera stand, so I, I put this little tripod on top of one of my conga drums. And um, that uh, the amount that, of congas I have is zero. That doesn't make me either. Well, regardless, <laughs> uh, regardless, that, that's funny. That is funny to to just like just to to notice interracial friendships or like relations. It's twenty twenty two, and you're still pointing out like, hey, those guys are. Dude, those two guys on a lime scooter, one of them is black and one of them is white in Austin. It's 2022 in Austin. We're supposed to just it's, all be friends. No, no, no. And that's that's what I, to bring it back home here, uh, really, seriously, that's what I actually love about this Whistler-Blade relationship. Boom. Uh-huh. Bringing it back. Bringing it back. Um, the Whistler-Blade relationship, like, Whistler raises Blade, right? It's not, but it's not a... a a thing of like uplifting a negro or anything like that it's not somebody who's like blind like oh, the blind him. you know what shit. i mean he's not, not doing that he's not whistler's not christoph waltz from exactly. django unchained although you know christoph waltz isn't even that bad i mean no, like he's the great bl- he's not sandra bullocking it from the blind well, side. yeah sandra bullock was, that's that what was, it was that like. was an egregious example hey you don't know how to play football i'm gonna teach you how to play football and look five one two girl well you know what's funny about in that movie is that like there's like five or six different times in the blind side where sandra bullock like in order to drive, in order to really drive home to the audience, the fact that this kid is like a poor orphan, um, a poor orphan, but yes, <laughs> there's like there's five or six instances where Sandra Bullock has to learn something about. Him. Like she's like, you know, did your mom not read this book to you? And he's like, no. And she's like, oh my god. And it's like sad music, and she she's struggling. I can't believe I can't believe nobody ever read Charlotte's Web to this kid. And then fucking four minutes later, she's like, he's like, did you not? Did you not sleep in a a bed on your own 
at your old house? And he's like, I didn't even have a house. And she has to have that emotion that she has like six of those. <laughs> it's like we would have got it after one. But Sandra, <laughs> even even in the movie, the character, the Sandra Bullock character just cannot grasp poverty. She <laughs> Wait, do you mean that you took your Kool-Aid in from packets? Yeah, and y'all yeah. had to y'all had to dissolve the sugar in your. Se- Sorry, I know I'm yeah, being real like, racist, but I come by it honestly, niggas. What's up? <laughs> yeah, Sandra Bullock's. <laughs> you know, Sandra Bullock's. They're taking him out to dinner, and she's like, "You mean you've never eaten at a Ruth's Chris Steakhouse? Yeah. Like, she's fucking flabbergasted." <laughs> Every every twelve minutes in this movie about this this black kid that she captured off the street. That's you've the other never, thing. Is, you you've never had food inside of a, a Texas land and cattle. Oh my god! They bring you all the bread and butter you want. <laughs> you never eaten in an Olive Garden. You know, here your family. You've never used you've never used a whalebone spoon for caviar? Like <laughs> Bitch, why are you bringing this up constantly? <laughs> See, it could go both ways, right? Like Oh my goodness. You've never wiped your ass with the three seashells? That's a demolition. Seashells, that's another Wesley that's Snipe a, movie. And you know what? Same haircut for Wesley Snipes as in Blade. Yeah, but S- different color. He wasn't changing his haircut. He was not known for changing his haircut between movies. You know what? Um Wesley Snipes is a lot of things. A really, really, really great actor. I'm not sure is one of those. Th- Don't get me wrong. He's he's good. It's not like he's Steven Seagal, which if we Ooh. ever get a chance, we will have a conversation about Steven Seagal. Should we, do a, should we do a Seagal episode? We should definitely do a Seagal All right. episode. I'll have, I'll have to rewatch a bunch of Seagal movies. We'll... we'll Oh man, I don't know about a bunch. I don't know if I want to rewatch. No, well, that's the thing. I don't want to talk. Absolutely. I don't want to talk. It's Hard Target's one of his, right? Hard to all right. Or so is that is that hard John, to kill? Hard to kill. Van hard Dam, to kill. Van Dam is Hard Target, right? Uh, Under Siege. Under Siege. Uh, me and my sister. We have to pick a couple of them. To me do and my like, sister have this theory that any Steven Seagal movie that has three words or three syllables is a good one. Any that does not is not a good one. That's pretty funny. Um, I Wesley Snipes. This, oh, uh, Wesley Snipes started doing, and this was a this was a Patrice O'Neill observation uh, from 2010. R.I.P. I know he was the best. R.I.P. Um, he made an observation. They were talking about uh, when Wesley Snipes was going to jail for tax fraud back in the day, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Man, all of Wesley Snipes' movies, and you know, in the late 2000s, they all have the they all end in or." Like the detonator and the contractor and the and the executor. It's like every single movie is that. Uh, yep, that's so he because he started doing straight to video. Wesley went straight to video. It's interesting, you know. I don't know what it is about. Uh, I don't know what it is about. I guess Wesley Snipes couldn't find more, or maybe the industry changed. Why did Wesley? lose why did he stop being a star because you know, he's in some great i mean blade is blade is great i mean blade is good and it's a huge money maker for him um uh, uh stallone that stallone movies is you know that's a classic action film from the 80s uh you're talking about demolition, uh, demolition man. man yeah, yeah. and no, then absolutely. and then his best movie is white men can't jump that's Woody like, Harrelson, with, yeah, Woody and Harrelson, then Money Train with Rose Woody Pro- Harrelson back in the oh, day. Oh yeah, he was. Money Train. A, we need to do a movie. We need to do a a bargain bin DVD 
podcast about yeah. just the we just said we just said we're gonna do a still uh, uh <laughs> what's his name fuck not Stallone Seagal, Seagal that yes. is the bargain bin yes pod yes. the bargain bin podcast then you know what a bargain bin app where we just burn through that's our new series folks let's get this, trashed this the is, bargain bin this is why we're friends because he can make a joke and I can get it before he's done making it that's the whole thing he's sitting here in the middle of making this joke. And I'm already getting it. <laughs> Dude, good shit. Absolutely. Good poop. Sorry. Censoring myself for the YouTube. You don't have to do that. Uh, it, we're about 30 minutes in. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that would be a great series, dude. Just like all the knockoff movies instead of Transformers, it's Transmorphers. You know? Yes, that's right. Transmorphers was one. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about that. They're all all yeah, of these all that little kind of stuff. Like, ripoff stuff. And even then, Steven Seagal is like ripping off. Steven Seagal's new movies rip off the idea of old Steven Seagal movies. That's what they do. Yeah. They're like, hey, you remember how you kind of thought that this guy was a badass? Well, how about if somebody else kind of thought that too, but did it worse? <laughs> there he is. He's sitting down as a sniper, just in a, you know, folding chair. Speaking of sitting down, we're about to get to... Oh, uh, we're about to get to Pearl. We're about to get to Pearl, Pearl. which this is uh, this is even before... This predates my 600-pound life. This is this would be a TLC series. Uh, my, Pearl, yeah. My 1,000-pound vampire. <laughs> the Pearl, the, the morbidly obese vampire... <laughs> archivist vampire like can can i say something real quick yeah i have watched this movie so many times i have never once heard an explanation for why there are rubber duckies in the pool i have never once heard an explanation yeah at, at, Steve, at, at steven dorf's apartment yeah and you know they they actually filmed this at his real apartment that's <laughs> that's an actual fact <laughs> no it's ladies and gentlemen no it's not he put that hair on his chest um, he's he's hairless for those of you who aren't following along with the movie. Well, um, nobody should be following. This is not a, should, this is not this a watch along podcast. No, this will this will be definitely cut down, and I hope he leaves this in. Um, oh yeah, I, I don't I don't edit. That's fucking. That's oh, okay, all right, all right. This is um, not a watch along, but it's quickly turning out to be. Let's talk. A, let's talk a couple things. Yes, a couple things interesting, specifically with regards to like the women characters in this movie. Okay. I thoroughly enjoy the fact that. We have a black lead and a black female lead. We have we have a we have a lead. We have a male lead and a female lead, and in a comic book movie, and they're not love interests. That is true. There's no between uh, Blood Doctor and Blade. There's no like sexual tension. At no point do we ever think they're gonna stop hunting vampires to fuck each other. It's they they they're they're just too fleshed out characters that both have their own thing she's not and she's also not some like pointless damsel, damsel in distress yes. uh you know useless bitch either she's she's got stuff to do she's working hard creating hashtag not a useless bitch there yeah she's creating sciencey shit she creates the you know she cures vampirism they give it to her kind yeah, of. They give it to does. her kind of easy, and then they forget about it in the other. She we'll talk about. What's that. funny is that she found out about vampires fucking yesterday, and she's the best. She works at a city hospital in New York. She's not like she's not a she's not a research scientist. She just happens to work 
she's she's doing blood you know she's testing my dad's fucking sh- blood sugar <laughs> exactly. for for her new york city hospital oh this guy's got high ketones yeah oh so no yeah and then she finds out about vampires she meets chris christopherson and blade and then two days later she cures vampires this woman is fucking incredible yeah, absolutely yes and they don't ever and here's the thing guys spoiler alert for this um 24 fucking year old movie yeah there's no such thing as spoilers for a 1998 <laughs> movie if you haven't seen blade it's your fault exactly it's on hbo max right now you can bootleg it easily i've heard anyway the thing is she cures vampirism in this movie and they still made two sequels because they knew well hold on you're you're right but in blade 2 when they ca- they capture Chris Christopherson and they vampire him up, he get they give him that cure. They give him he the do, cure. They it do, does carry over. It does. Okay, so there. But she like, doesn't carry over. If you here's the thing. All right, here I'm getting deep into Blade lore. Do you, it. You do have it. the cure, and it it kind of does carry over into Blade Trinity, which guys we're gonna forget about. That in the series. Yeah, I want to talk Blade Trinity. I have a few we, things we, I want to talk about. Okay, all right. We can talk Blade Trinity, and I know one of the things already, and its initials are D.S. Goyer. Anyway, it does kind of carry over there because they like make a fucking arrow for a bow and arrow that has a cure in it. And it's, oh yeah, yeah, that it, special cure for uh for the for, main for the, the main, main antagonist. Vampire. Oh, for actual Dracula. That's who that was. Spoiler alert, guys. He, he, Dracula's the bad guy in Vampire in, uh, is, Blade, in Blade Three. <laughs> vampire Trinity. <laughs> um, it it's just it, it's okay. I guess the thread does carry through. I was wrong about that, but yeah, it doesn't carry through in a satisfying arc. Well, she's not around. To be like, given the you know, to be a, a source of continuity. That's true, and I, I I don't know how many other roles she had ever. Yeah. Um. So Blade One, Stephen Dorff is trying to awaken the Blood God. Correct. Which is I don't even I don't even La Magra La Magra I don't even understand what that like means particularly. Um. Oh, here's the here's the he moved line, um, <clears throat> but yeah. So Stephen Dorf has to like take over. There's the High Council of Vampires, um, that Stephen Dorf like infiltrates. You know, he's not a pure he's not a pure blood vampire. Correct. The whole let's talk about the world, uh, the vampire world that Blade inhabits. Right. Because there's a lot of vampires, and they have like they tattoo their. Their subservience with a little a glyph, yeah, a glyph, yeah. And when I'll tell you this, man, when I was a kid, I was so obsessed with this movie. I used to like try to figure out how Do I would you design have a tattoo? my. No, you no. don't have a blade glyph. No, tattoo? no. Other than the tattoo that makes me appear like a black man, I do not have a tattoo. What's the tattoo that makes you appear like a black? Oh, you all of this brown. You skin. full body tattooed. You're white. It's a, I, every time I get a stretch mark, I you have to go get a touch up. You full body tattooed your yep. your body to be black. My name is Clarence Riley the Fourth. I'm definitely full white. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am gonna. 
I'm going to edit this video so you look like you're wearing boat shoes and, <laughs> and cat. You're going to be wearing khaki shorts. I'm going to be shorts. wearing one of those catfishing shirts, like the, not like catfishing yeah, on the internet. You're going to be wearing a Magellan. A Magellan, yeah. And or I'm a gonna Columbia fishwear. I'm going to be holding a kingfisher. Just like a kingfisher is a, a, a big prestige fish. Big prestige fish. I know a That's lot funny. more about fishing than I should. My That's dad was a big fishing guy. But anyway, um, getting back to what you were saying about this. Um, fuck. Sorry. What were you saying? So we're talking about Stephen Dorff. Trying, Stephen Dorff. We're talking about the world of, of, of vampires. And they have their... They have their willing minions. Um, they're willing, like, you know, familiars is what they're familiars. Called. Thank you. I was. I would not have. Uh, I would not have been able to recapture that word. No, you're good. I mean, it's like a witch's cat, right? Like they're the pets. They're the ones who do all the bidding in the daytime. Yeah, and all of that. But how? What was the? Um. What was the reason? What kept them coming back? Why were the familiars? Because I remember, I remember all the familiars being like, just being like, kind of obsessed with the vampire thing, and they want the vampires to rule the world. But what was the, what was the reasoning behind why they would like so willingly betray, betray their race for for on behalf of vampires? Well, when I did it, what it was, what. You did it. Yeah. You, what did your parents say when this, you married a white this woman? Just turned into a fucking PBS frontline. <laughs> when I did it, I was just trying to make friends, and I didn't know it was cold. Uh, it, it, it's essentially kind of that, though. Uh, honestly, like it, the way that Blade kind of explained it earlier, when Doctor Karen Jensen was being attacked by the cop uh-huh. was that the familiars take care of stuff in the daytime as kind of pets. Yeah. And if they're lucky, their master will turn around and be like, Hey, I'll turn you. I'll make you into a vampire. Uh, vampire. Oh, vampire. that's what it is. Yeah. They, uh, they're pro- they promise to turn him into a vampire. Oh, I forgot about. I forgot about. I was like, I was wondering what could the perk possibly be, but the perk is you get to be a you vampire. You get to turn around and be like, hey, I get to live forever. I get super strength. So they're like, if I work for you for six months, will you bite me? Probably more than that. Honestly, well, yeah. What you know? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's like a contractor job. It is twenty twenty, y'all, or twenty twenty two, you guys. So uh, contractor jobs are where it's at. Uh, I guess I don't know. It's all I'm finding. Yeah. If you look, we'll if keep, anybody wants to hire, we'll me. keep giving you a contract, and then eventually, maybe we'll make you full time. Yeah. We don't have to pay benefits. Yeah, it's cool. I won't say what company I work for. Yeah, you don't have to do that. But anyway, Amazon. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't actually know where you work. Is that right? If that's right, I'll. It rhymes I'll, with Amazon and begins with the. If that's correct, I'll edit it out. Was that no, right? No, 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 no. Okay, it, yeah. it's not correct. All right, never mind. actually, it's even better that you said that because I'm trying to get those guys to unionize. So trying to get Amazon to unionize? Fuck it, yeah, dude. Why not? I don't know. They need it. They need it. I'm gonna do whatever I can. If this is the pla- if this is the platform I have to use, this blade. Hold on. No, I'm kidding. Ladies and gentlemen, it's our- <laughs> I brought a black subversive onto Let's Get Trash. <laughs> He's spreading his spreading gonna- his. This is the only tattoo yeah. I have. It, it's a Black Panther. He's got the. It's a Black Panther. You got the fist tattooed on your chest. <laughs> it's just. 
it's like a really shitty done one that I had a guy do when he was like 17 and I was it was last week anyway did it ever occur to you to get the blade uh glyph tattoo I never wanted the blade like kind of tribal tattoos. No, no, not not his. Not, not his. Not, not the. But I mean, like, but like one of the like little one of the like, like familiar like, ones. Like you're a familiar. I wouldn't ever do that because, like, that's betraying blade. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to ever like betray blade. He's just like look at him with that little point on his head. No, I wouldn't ever do that. Uh, I I briefly thought about the arm and neck tattoo that it, Blade has. The actual Wesley Snipes tattoo? The, well, Damn. Yeah, I, I wanted that. I wanted that for a bit. And you know what? I'll tell you this. This is something else. This is like my personal history. But I saved up, at the time, it was $79.95 plus tax and shipping to get blades glasses from blade two the silver ones the, no not well yeah, the, the they, ones that at the end of blade two where chris christopherson throws them down to him yeah he catches them and he just puts them on uh, um we'll, we'll talk about that we'll get into it but uh those glasses i paid money to get those uh sent to my actual home <laughs> and uh to have them that's pretty funny and i lost those glasses man oh man it sucked it really you sucked can, you can find another pair right i'm sure i could and i i haven't really looked uh i still have two pairs of morpheus glasses without the the arms on them and oh always, no i straight up do uh, next la- one we're doing is the matrix ladies and gentlemen we're out of time <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize my guest had the fucking John Lennon, but only on the nose, worst sunglasses I've ever seen from the Matrix. <laughs> Dude, there used to be like, it was like a food truck, but they sold sandals or not sandals, uh, sunglasses. Um, don't know why I said sandals. Used to be this little like truck in the parking lot of a bowling alley when I was a kid mm-hmm. and they sold sunglasses and a bunch of knockoffs from a bunch of different movies. I bought these two pair of the Morpheus ones. They both broke in the exact same place, but I was able to fix them. And you know what, man? Some of my most enduring sunglasses. I've had them for at least... I've had them for longer than I've known you, dude. I've had those fucking things for like 20 fucking years. I'm not even kidding. That's that's so funny. And this I don't is, know if I've ever seen you wear them. Oh, dude, no, I, I don't wear them. I, that's no, why I've had them for 20 years. I do know I have never seen you wear them because <laughs> you would not have heard the end of it from me. You would <laughs> have had to take them off. Those fucking Morpheus sunglasses, you, you son of a bitch. You would have had to take them off and leave. You would have, you know, I, we wouldn't have been able to hang out whatever night it was. <laughs> My wife said the same thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, Stephen Dorff, he summons the blood god. Or he tries to, whatever. Uh, honestly, story-wise, it like, doesn't make sense. Oh, here's Chris Christopherson explaining uh, how, how, Blade. He, how he you know, raised Blade. Um, he, Christopherson is a longtime vampire hunter. And if you have an extra one in there, man, thank you, sir. I absolutely... Um, I've got to go. Oh, that's your... <laughs> <laughs> 
that you're that you're vape hitting the floor. Yeah, that was uh, you know that was embarrassing. Back in the '90s, Wesley Snipes was so cool, and here you are just vaping and drinking IPAs. You really are white. <laughs> I'm gonna get in my Toyota Tundra and leave. I can't stand this. <laughs> it's a four by four for no reason except for that one time we got snow down here in Austin, Texas. Yeah, we got snow once, and you went and bought an all-wheel drive vehicle. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I'm really paying for it with these gas prices. Am I right, folks? Guys, guys. I legitimately, I, I drive an all-wheel drive Subaru as... It's as, true. As anybody that knows me sure. would already know. But I had to just replace all the tires. You know, it's, it's, been, it's been an expensive month, everybody, which is why I need you to subscribe and like Please. so that I can get some sponsors. Please like and subscribe. Hit that motherfucking notification bell. We need this. I'm not getting any kickback from this. Kickback. I've got nothing to offer. <laughs> I had to just give him a beer. Yeah. I've got more I've got more bourbon and tequila. <laughs> but that's kind of far away. I'd have to pause. I'd have to get up and do it. Yeah, I'm not that's, why, that's why we kept it close. It's like right. Oh, okay. Anyway. I'm not I'm not no. No, you're fine. Let's uh so let's talk about Blade 2, honestly, as bad as Blade 3 is, Blade Trinity. Correct. Correct. I remember it even more than Blade 2. Blade 2 is very unremarkable to me. Wow. Okay. All right. That's a a hot take. Is that a hot take? I I just don't remember it as much. But I watched all three of them, like, back to back. And I had never seen 2 and 3 until recently. So I was... When I I watched all of them earlier this year... I I was rewatching Blade and I was watching Two and Trinity for the first time. Mm-hmm. People say Blade Two is great. I really don't remember it. I only remember um, there was a new younger like sidekick. Once Chris, one, you know, Chris, uh, Christopherson got brought back into the fold because he's he was missing for vampire reasons. They found him. <laughs> they found him, brought him back, cured him. And then there's a young kid that had taken over the Whistler spot. And then I remember Correct. that kid being a traitor. Correct. But I don't remember Spoilers, much else. Guys. Um, okay, so um, that kid played by Norman Reedus, who went on to play Daryl in The Walking Dead. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and one of the Boondock Saints. That was one of the guys. Oh. He was a Boondock Saint before he was Yeah, before he was Scud, a Scud. Which was his character in... Uh, I forget what he says, but he's like, my name's something, something. You can call me Scud, though. Everybody does. And he was watching the Powerpuff Girls, something about Krispy Kreme. Yeah, no, trust me, dude. I, yeah, um, motherfucker. Um, that was part of it. There was a more dangerous breed of, like, pseudo-vampires that, spoiler alerts, guys. Yeah. You, uh, you end up finding out that these pseudo-vampires that are more dangerous were actually bred by vampires yeah that's right tell um, your friends yeah that was the 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 so the the girl the the female lead in that one nisa yeah her dad was like the oldest vampire and that and he created Correct. those right he was, well maybe not the he was the head of the vampire he was the like, head of the vampire coalition or whatever coalition yeah exactly his name was eli damaskinos and that guy is played by Oddly enough, let me. Man, I wish I could double check this, and I wish I double double check check before. But 
That guy, I believe, is played by a very well-known German actor who you've definitely seen in Quentin Tarantino movies. You think that's Christoph Waltz? No, it is definitely not Christoph. Yeah, there's no way. Here, I'm looking it up right now. Blade 2. Eli Uh, Damaskinos is his character's name. um, Thomas Kretschmann. Yeah, now look him up. You see him? That guy was the guy who gets... He's in the... He's one of the guys in Inglorious Bastards in that bar scene, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? I believe he is. Uh, maybe. He's not. It's not in his top filmography. Let me see. Um, Glorious Bastards would have been 2011 or something like that. Um, oh, God. We're so derailing the prog. Yeah. No. Oh, my God. He's not in that. Oh God, he's a he's a oh, nobody. God. That would be that would be his top thing. Oh God, this guy gotta go. This, this guy's in a lot of nonsense, man. This I gotta in, go. This guy's in. He's in King sucks. Kong. I can tell you that much. Uh, yeah, he's exactly. In, nonsense. Uh, Avengers, he's also in Age of Ultron. He's somebody I've never heard of. Oh, oh, he's Baron von Strucker in Age of Ultron. Who's who, who is that? He's uh, he's one of the Hydra guys. He's got a fucking monocle. It's at the beginning of Age of Ultron. Jesus. He's at the beginning of Avengers 2? Yep. Yeah, I don't remember The worst Avengers. And this is speaking to somebody who I generally like the Marvel movies. Uh, Me... My my friend, like yeah. it's something. It's it's a cultural touchstone. Oh, most in that of, regard, it, most of the country does. Those movies yeah. make a trillion dollars every time. Yeah. I'm I'm well aware that I'm the odd man out by hating this shit. And don't forget, I also put in my time. I I did it for. I liked it for ten years. Definitely, I'm just, I'm just done definitely. liking it now. Um. Anyway, yeah. So that was that. So Blade Two. Blade Two. Uh, that that was the that was the new breed of vampires the they reapers had, they had the we- reapers they had the weird mouth what i didn't like i don't know that what i didn't like about blade 2 is that how quickly they went from um they went from vampires into something else you know what i mean i if they're going to do they should have saved that for blade 3 because it was all because Blade One, we're just introduced to the vampire world. He f- he foils one vampire plot. Mm-hmm. Blade Two, we're already at. We're already at. Oh, we have a whole new type of super vampire. We didn't even get a second movie fighting just regular ass vampires. So it was like a because by two, there it's it's a different race of vampires that was created, and then Blade Trinity starring ryan reynolds um that's fighting that they're trying to make more super vampires using dracula blood they're they're basically like hey dracula you want to you want to make us all day walkers and and dracula to to my annoyance a little bit dracula is just like nah it's like this is the advancement of your species, and you're just gonna be like, "Nah, I'm cool." Well, yeah, he's like the rich, you know, the same reason. He's the Jeff Bezos yeah, of vampires. Damn it! I was just about to say that. The Sorry, same reason. The same reason Jeff Bezos doesn't give you and me a hundred thousand dollars. That's true. That's he's true. Not, you know, I could really use it, and he could really afford it. Yeah, and if he was worried like, about the advancements of his species, but he's not. He's just a you know, he's a he's just God. a dude. 
Wow, this is a whole video essay. Sorry, this is a whole video essay about how Blade Three is really about capitalism. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and also Damn. how it's like the worst acted. So speaking of that, Blade Three is bad. All the quippy, all the quippy, terrible shit you hate about Marvel movies, and by you, I mean me. <laughs> um, that you can find in Spades in the third Trinity. in Blade Trinity. In Blade Trinity, it's really Ryan Reynolds is like he always is is obnoxiously like obnoxiously catchphrasey, and and um, you know he's just the worst. You know, yeah, he's all yeah. on it. Uh, Jessica Biel plays Whistler's daughter. He had to burp. Because of that. Uh, it's too much. She's a nightmare, Jessica Biel. And then the worst performance of all, an, Here act- it is. an actress I generally like. Here it is. Parker Posey. The fake vampire teeth they gave her to film this movie yep. makes her lisp the entire time. So she's like, she's the evil bad guy. Will you talking, fuck you out. Yeah, we're going to kill you and suck your blood. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's... It, it, Brutal. Just um, give her, just CGI her teeth. If you're gonna fucking do that, it's so bad. John Michael Higgins is in that movie. Who is, uh, um, like, what is that movie? The uh, A Mighty Wind. Uh, he's in that movie with Parker Posey. I expected a lot more there. Oh, but that's then, so funny. I didn't even put that. Dude, yeah. it's I funny, didn't even right? think about them both it's being funny. in a they mighty both, wind. They were both in that movie. And if I'm not mistaken, they were both in the same band in that movie, weren't they? Yes. Yeah. This is the perfect. It, uh, what a cross. This, this is, is a, the crossover episode with a mighty wind. We're going to do this. This is the perfect black and white podcast. <laughs> the fact that the fact that you've that we've both seen all blades plus a Christopher guest. Yeah. The Christopher guest expanded universe. <laughs> yeah. of Might, mighty wind and the one about dogs. Does it? Oh, dude. Best, fucking in, best show. in show. Yes. What a great. Uh, uh, yes. See. Okay. Okay. <laughs> This is this is its own other thing now. We just crossed over. We're, we're crossing over into that's the, the new series. We we watch two movies. <laughs> we we do two movies an episode. The blackest movie we could possibly find, and the whitest movie we could find. Let's get wasted, ebony yeah. and ivory. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> so we did Blade and A Mighty Wind, dude. Next okay. next we're doing uh, Dolomite is my. Na- we're, we're doing Bowfinger and Best in Show. Bowfinger. Fucking Bowfinger, Heather Graham, Steve Martin, Eddie Murphy, Bowfinger. Holy shit. I have not thought about that movie in 22 yeah, years. I know. We're doing. Uh, we're going to do. We're going to do. We're Black doing Dynamite and we're going to do uh, Eat, Pray, Love. We're, we're going to figure yeah, out the connections we're gonna between do, those. We're doing 48 hours and we're and the Royal Tenenbaums. <laughs> We're doing the Grand Budapest Motel and the Help. We're doing that on our next one. It's going to be tomorrow. I'm going to binge. I'm going to binge it. I'm going to do it. I don't need to work. Fuck it. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> We're doing And then our finale will just be one movie. It'll be that movie with Viggo Mortensen driving... Um, 
<laughs> we're going to do the green and book. All, all leading up to green book. <laughs> yeah. And then we're just done. We're done. There's, we'll there's we'll nothing, never do another episode there's after nothing more, that. There's nothing more cheesily combining black and white than that. That's the ultimate boss. That's the final boss of... <laughs> Of our black and white podcast. <laughs> the final boss after you've <laughs> watched all <laughs> other <laughs> sensitive, <laughs> culturally yeah. appropriated movies. <laughs> yeah. After, yeah. Watch, uh, we watched Dolomite and Annie Hall and then <laughs> <laughs> leading up to Green Book. <laughs> And uh, come back next week for Miss Congeniality and Soul Plane. <laughs> Soul Plane, damn. Dude, that's some deep. I'm surprised we haven't mentioned a Medea at this point. Shit. Yeah, but the truth is, those are those are, those, are those don't count as black okay. movies. We, we need to have a, Medea, a new podcast idea the Medea cast. Medea cast. <laughs> Medea goes to the podcast <laughs> equipment store. Hi, y'all. What y'all doing in here? Oh, yeah. I need to get a couple boom mics. I don't know about y'all, but I'm loud as hell. Sorry, I'm clipping. Is My that, apologies. Is that how she sounds? Dude, I've never watched one of those movies. I've watched... Di All right. There was somebody who I was trying to fuck at one point. It's not important. <laughs> It wasn't important. I watched, Just tell the story. I watched this movie, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. And, Diary um, of a Mad Black Woman? Yeah, it was. You know, she, I had too many collard greens. She, it, was, it was just an awful movie. There was nothing about it that was good. The only part I remember is when they like, that part when they say the line in the movie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like They say the title of the movie in the movie. You know, like, and now I am a mad black woman. And she's writing it in a diary while narrating yeah. it. And she really? clicks, she literally clicks the pen and then the music swells. And that's the only part of that movie I remember. That and Tyler Perry dressing in drag and being like, I'm a deer, y'all. Hey, y'all want some chicken? I'm about to hit you with a wooden spoon. Uh, I'm not sure if those are lines. Because I don't remember. Yeah, I'm, it's it's such a. I'm gonna take your word for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote that as a legitimate line for the rest of my life. But I'm never gonna watch the movie. This is going on IMDb. What if? All right, they bring Blade back into the MCU. Okay. But it has to be. It's PG thirteen. It's PG. It's rated PG, and Tyler play Tyler Perry is Blade. <laughs> You're gonna go see it or not? Tyler, I, I would, I would honestly go see it just. To you want to see Tyler Perry and Kumail Nanjiani? It's Blade <laughs> and the Eternals, and they do a dance. Oh, hey there, yeah, I can tell you right now, Blade, you're going to be fine. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Listen, here's the thing: to all of my Southeast Asian friends and descendants, that's not where India is. But go ahead. Shut up. Shut up. And Indian friends. Um, sorry. But no, seriously. Um, I would see it just to see what it's like. And that's the problem. Well, too many, the too many people, no matter what Marvel does that's terrible, too many people would just go see it. No, here's the thing. I wouldn't go see it. 
I would see it. Now, I would not go to a movie theater and see it. The only reason I saw The Eternals was because somebody paid for it. Do you subscribe? Okay, it doesn't matter I, where the money is. Do you subscribe, subscribe to, Disney, to Plus? Disney Plus? Then it doesn't. Then well, no, because that. Well, there is a thing, right? Like that's only like twelve dollars a month versus the price of a movie ticket, which, which upwards is, which of is twenty a, bucks these days. No, where? Where do you go see movies? Where do you go see movies? I go a lot of places, but I don't know. Draft House is only twelve fifty for a ticket. Twelve fifty. You spend way more if you get a drink and a we, pizza we, or we do, whatever we've hamburger. We've always done the kind of Regal Cinemas is like, but I go to Regal on Westgate a lot, um, or I, mm-hmm. I used to. Um, Regal is like twelve, fifteen. I mean twelve or thirteen dollars. You know. Well, we go and you know, aside from the food, the earlier you get to the release. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's always a little more expensive. So you're going on opening night, like for this new Thor movie or something like that. Mm-hmm. That dates this podcast. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter whether it, it's June. It's July 5th. Doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I don't know when I'm putting this out because I've got a couple. <laughs> I've, got, I've already got a couple recorded. I almost said a couple in the can, but this couple. is in the can. I can't, I can't use the actual terminology. Um, <laughs> This is in the can. This is in the can. We're right, here yeah. with. Uh, this might be. This might come out on. This might come out this week because it's so. It's such no a shit. Fun, it's such a fun one. Yeah, I might put it. I might rush it out. It has. It, this has been a lot of fun. This really has. We're at an hour and some change. Uh, we talked about. I got. I mentioned uh, all the things I wanted to on Blade Trinity, which is Parker Posey's lisp, and how terrible uh, Ryan Reynolds is in it. He's the same in everything. He stinks. He, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this. Dead, he's good. Deadpool was good, and the first time you ever saw him, which was uh, Van Wilder, the Burt Kreischer story. It, he's <laughs> he he's good because that's like what he's supposed to be. But once you see him in a third thing, when he's exactly that same thing, you're like, damn, this sucks. The right paint on the wrong canvas is something to, to like. Yes, it's something to acknowledge. And that's so often what Ryan Reynolds is. That is the right. This is what this is like some Buddhist shit. The right paint on the wrong canvas. It's is. true because don't get me wrong. Like if I met Ryan Reynolds, if I went downtown or not even downtown, like if downtown. I was if I was fucking if I was fucking going to this convenience store right down the road, and I went in to buy, you know, a pack of high chews, which are the best candy in the world. Uh, and Ryan Reynolds was there, and he was just like, oh, hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. How are you doing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm Deadpool. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm fucking Blake Lively. Like, I'm sure he would be a pleasant experience to have. That's that's what Clarence <laughs> thinks white people sound like. Oh, yeah, I'm white people. He, How are he's you? Making fun of, he's making fun of all of you. I'm making fun of specifically Ryan Reynolds. Who I think that all white people sound like. Yeah. <laughs> That's with that voice. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. No, seriously, though. Another like, Dave Chappelle if, thing. You just tap the microphone against your leg. <laughs> you just laugh. That's... That's more co- that's more Dave Chappelle. I did Slapping your knee. I laughing so You're slapping your knee with the microphone. I really didn't even. That's what those two bumps were. If you're not watching, I must have gotten that through the most recent black guy update over the web. 
Hey, niggas, we tapping mics on our knees. You get updated from Dave Chappelle's updates like a, like an iOS. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's NOS. Anyway, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, folks. we need to call this one off yeah, the rails. I think because we're, we're, we're... We're far past the part where Whistler actually just... Well, no, we're yeah. just past the part where Whistler... Uh, was discovered as having been got, bitten. Got bitten as a vampire, which they kind of brought him back. They shouldn't have brought him back. He he was right. They should have left him like dead, but instead they turned him into a vampire in part two. Either way, we are going. Into- we don't need to go too much like further into this. Oh, they got uh, they got the girl kidnapped. That's true. They kidnapped the girl, and Whistler got got. And now we're going through this kind of samurai montage where Blade is casting bullets and meditating. Well, uh, the other which, thing is, yeah, he's making silver bullets. It's true. Let's right. talk about um, <clears throat> one thing. Let's talk about uh, the serum that keeps Blade. That this will be the last thing we'll do. The serum, no, sure, huh. serum that keeps Blade like sane, and he's not blood hungry like all the other vampires. Oh, actually, there's one more thing I want to address that I don't like about this movie. Let's hear it. But okay, well, let's hear the serum. Get, yeah. Okay. But, and by the way, what he's loading up there—the blue liquid—that yeah. is EDTA. That's right. Kids music on Spotify. Alexa, stop. If she's a Google Play. What is it? What is that? Okay, Google, stop. We just—I uh, don't know how that happened. We just had a virtual assistant try to jump in here and. I for one am done. <laughs> yeah, Google heard Clarence say the N word, which has never been said in this house, and it freaked out. And it's like, let kids me play music. Kids music. Let's guys, we got to wholesome up this environment. Uh, so this serum. If people were right. vampires in real life, right? If people were, would your insurance cover vampire serum to keep you sane? Oh man. Okay, so. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a somewhat semi-professional musician, not on the same level as you are, but, um, how's your insurance on that front, man? Cause I don't know about you, but what's insurance? I think it's okay. I got it through a local nonprofit here in Austin. Good, good, good stuff, called man. Called Ham. Ham. Shout out to Ham.org. Shout out to Ham. Health Alliance for Austin Musicians. All it's H-A-A-M. Please donate to them. They're great. Absolutely. Uh, they're the reason Please I have. Donate. They're the reason I have health insurance. Other that, either that or you know, make me famous on podcasting so I can become a podcast millionaire, and then I can just pay. I'll pay for my own insurance. This is not a bit. This is not sponsored. We just both know a lot of people in the industry. So yeah. Um, nevertheless, yeah. Um, the other thing I was, so my, it was like for me on the serum, uh, for you, they would cover it for me. They would not. We'll leave it to the <laughs> listeners to figure out why, why that might be fair enough. <laughs> I can't, I can't even argue with that. That's funny. Uh, oh, oh shit. Now we're bumping mics yeah, like exactly. David Tell and Jeff Ross. <laughs> <laughs> All right. David um, Tell. Holy shit. Deep cut. 
I think that's almost insulting. David Tell is wildly popular and successful. I don't think he's... I just remember Insomniac, David Tell. Yes, dude. How good was that? One of my favorite shows from back in the um, early 2000s. Early 2000s. Yeah. yeah. It, it was. It followed Tough Crowd with Colin Quinn. That's right. That was another one of my favorite shows. That's back when Comedy Central wasn't just dishing out shows like they were dealing cards. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, Carlos Mentia has a show. No, Amy Schumer has a show. No, Nick Fortune has a show. No, Nick Crow has Hold a on. show. Pretend time with Nick Swartzen was great. No, I'm just saying that's a they great sketch them, show. But that's still shooting more than you're hitting. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's fair. Because Nick, Nick, Nick Swartzen as Gary Gaga, Lady Gaga's police officer brother, but he wears the mask and glitter on his face, <laughs> and he talk, he's like a Brooklyn cop. He's like you know he's like a, he's like a Long Island cop. He talks with the New York accent, but he's wearing feathers on his fucking face with glitter. <laughs> yeah. Gary, Ga- I'm proud of my little. Oh my god! I'm proud of my little sister. Oh my god! Lady, yes, ladies, ladies, the music. I'm just here, you know, taking my lunch pail to work, being a police officer. But he's wearing the fucking face mask. It's uh, just how we pretend. See, time with Nick Swartzen was great. That's not what we're talking about. No, no, no. Uh, uh, but I get- will say, Nick Swartzen's character in Reno 911 always, oh, yeah. always a win. Terry was hilarious. Yes. Let's talk about the one last thing about Blade. What I don't like about Blade 1. Let's hear it. I don't like the twist ending with Blade's mother. Okay. All right. You know, that's something that is... Uh... Not that I have a... And let me explain myself. Sorry to interrupt. Not no, that I, I do want to hear your Not thoughts. that I have any like I objection to like the family being ripped up or anything like that. You know... Uh, I think it would be a you know a, a mother like betraying her child would be a good storyline or something like that. That's interesting. But what I don't like about it is that there's no real reason for it. Just because she's a vampire, there's plenty of vampires in this and vampires and familiars in this um, movie. That was actually a really good cut in. Hold on. Second digression. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. Uh, Blade's about to kill some some dude who's just a familiar he just and he's going like don't kill me i just work for him and it briefly cuts back to the chris christopherson death scene yes for like one second and then it's back to like blade has blade has a flashback to that scene that cut in for just a second it's so short but it, it tells and then blade kills this guy it does tell the story blade kills this guy in cold blood who's lying on the ground begging for his life and it's like that flashback is it's such a good flashback to point out like yeah this is why i'm gonna kill it's why this is why it shows that he's 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 got no mercy he's in the go off zone right now yeah he's uh he's definitely giving no quarter he is taking no prisoners yeah he is just taking care of his business until the part where and this dovetails nicely yeah yeah, because so, this is the white room that he comes into to kind of come across his mother. Yeah, and I don't, so I don't really like this because why did it, his mother became a vampire. Obviously, his mother was a vampire right before he was born, which is why he was born as a regular guy. It's actually called a damn fear. I'm kidding. We're going to get comments about that. It's not. There's What's another, it called? I don't I, I said I don't a remember. damn fear, but that's if it's a female. Uh, it, 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 it's like a lager and a tygon. It there there are things people really do understand about this. I get it. That's not where I'm at. But so my question is, why is his mother evil? Like, what's the justi- right? what's the justification for her? She's a vampire against her will, 
and she knows that her boyfriend she's not she's also hooking up with Steven Dorf. The guy that almost killed her and her son. Yeah. Wait, Steven Dorf is the one that killed her that tried to You didn't realize that about this? No, what did I miss? Oh, okay, all right. So she got bitten by Deacon Frost. Okay. And that's the vampire that gave Blade his powers. Oh. That's the whole thing there. I did miss that. She was able to stay alive, but Blade became what Blade is. And. But why? So even still, why is she now so hard on his side? Letting them beat the fuck out of her son. Exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's the, exactly what I'm saying. That's what I don't like about this. And I, I'm twist, with you on this. Is that is that she doesn't make sense as a character. We if they give us one line of like like here's the reason why and that's Eternal. why she that's why she has to stand by and and do nothing, that would make sense. But the fact is it just happens and there's no real rate there's no real way to know. So it's like the best I can figure in my, and I hate to use this word, but the best I can figure in my head canon is when like, oh, well, now I get to live forever. And that's cool. Yeah, I understand why she... Right? That's under, it. Like, under, that's the only thing. I understand coming to grips with it. If I got turned into a vampire, I would be able to accept it. Although, actually, living forever holds no appeal for me. It would be me. a fucking shit show, man, to live forever. That would I'm not suck. even that interested in living too much longer. I don't... <laughs> much less forever. <laughs> I don't... I'm looking to like 1946 or so, man. Or, sorry, 2046. Yeah. That's about it. 1946, I overshot. Oh God! Yeah, uh, living forever sounds exhausting. It sounds torturous. I don't want to do it. But either way, um, yeah, I just we don't. The mother isn't given any reason to to betray to to be on the evil side now. I'll ride with you necessarily. On that. I I don't think. But um, you, you know, that's like the last thing I I had to say about it, is that that one little that little plot thing didn't help. I don't care. A lot of people say the CGI doesn't hold up. I don't care about CGI. Correct. I love the cartoon skeletons and I love the everything disintegrating. The whole blood thing. Yeah. And, I know it yeah. looks. I know it looks old and looks bad, but I I don't care. That uh, that's just not important to me um, as far as like a movie. The next, to- the tonal stuff is weird. The the tonal changes, um, especially early on. Uh, you know Wesley Snipes talking weird and and or 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 saying saying goofy lines that are out of place um very dramatic i honestly i hate this long hair dude donald logue is the yeah. the actor he's been in a lot of dude don't ask me why i know i've been no i, I you, you that's why I, I brought you on for your blade expertise that's exactly <laughs> the kind of stuff i need Here, here's one thing i will tell you this one of my other favorite thing one of my I was going to make a mistake and say favorite. One of the things I've always noticed about this movie mm-hmm. is in this final fight scene where Blade is facing the henchman before he gets to Deacon Frost. Yeah. He um, he rips out one guy's throat and throws, and he it, throws at it at another guy, which is enough to deter the second person onto whom the throat was thrown. Yeah. To just stop fighting. That's a great part. That's a that's a great aggressive action scene thing. Mm-hmm. That's something mm-hmm. you would never see. You'll never see that in a Marvel movie. No, no, never. We're not going to see 
Brie Larson as Miss Marvel or whatever her name is, Captain Marvel. Um, we're not going to see Captain. A corporal. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, she's we're not going to see. Yeah, Captain Marvel yeah. ripping out somebody's throat, blood splattering everywhere, and throwing it in the face of another person. Dude, exactly. And so there's kind of you know it's um yeah I mean it had great action. Wesley Snipes is a legitimate action star. Uh, he's he's awesome. This this uh, Asian fellow in the back has the worst Fu Manchu I've ever seen. Oh, dude, that guy who he's he's on the council. He's on the he's earlier. On... He goes sink of the blood. I, I I fucking know this movie, dude. Trust me. I know. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. That guy right no, there. No, no, no. Not that there guy. You. I'm talking about the other guy. Yeah, on the... On on, the... Right, it's, he's off screen right now. Yeah. Uh, that guy. No. Not him? No, not him. I mean, he has a... He, he, his, oh, his, the his other Fu Manchu is gray. His, yeah, the gray Fu Manchu. Yes, That's, yes. It's split okay, into three. Right. It's split into like a... It's like an upside down trident. <laughs> anyway, that guy's brutal. Whatever. See... Here's one more one more thing because right, I know this we're is, trying this to is wrap the last things thing. up. This is the last one. Uh, it, it's just so crazy because this movie should never have succeeded. They made it on a shoestring budget on a failing comic book company, mm-hmm. and with Wesley Snipes, who was going to ultimately become a a pariah in Hollywood. I mean, this is a tax evader. It's not that big of a deal. How many movies have you seen him in after that? Exactly. I mean, I don't know, but who needs his what? What movies come out recently that needs his skill set? He was in like one of two Expendables. I think, yeah, exactly. Or one went, of three. He, he went to the. He was right. He was in the Expendables. What, with, what a, what with, a name! What a name a, for a series with by a the way. dozen other Expendable <laughs> action stars. That's the point. Yes, that's the point of yes, those movies. Yes. That's the the whole point of those movies is that Hollywood shifted while he was in jail. Even before that, because he was making terrible, like, straight to DVD. Right. He was selling DVDs out of the trunk of his car, probably. But <laughs> got the, the indi- I got this mixtape right here. Hey, yeah. I got tax evasion. Thanks. That guy's his own. There he is. I see him. With the I head tattoos. The one that curls under. The yeah. Man oh, it's yeah. brutal. Uh, but, but, yeah, uh, he was. Yeah. He, the industry changed. We don't have real action stars. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Tom Holland is an action star. That's despicable that I can even say that in this country. God, the Tom Holland cast. That's our next one, guys. All right, here. Uh, right. I, I'm going to I'm gonna cut myself off. Yeah. I've got a lot I could say about this movie and this franchise. We might do another one if this we, gentleman right here feels like it. We'll definitely do another one. It might not be. I think we've covered all three blades as, yeah, much, we, as, as I, much as we can. Um, unless we will, you know, I don't want to do a two-parter about both blades, no, about no. all three blades. You know, we don't acknowledge the third one. It's both blades. <laughs> but no, seriously, anyway. I'd love to be back here. Thank yeah. you for having me. I'd love to have you back, my friend. You're one of my favorite people to talk to. That's why we've been so close for so long. The pleasure is mutual. What, uh, do you have anything to plug? Do you, do you want anybody following you on anything or do you not even care? Um, you're, you're more of a man of mystery as far as I can uh, tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like to, to really put my shit out there much, but right now me and my band Black Ladder, it's a progressive instrumental funk rock trio with a lot of classical influence. Uh, we are going to be putting out our new album soon. Really? Go take a look at our first two albums. You can find us on Bandcamp. You can find us at all the usual places. Spotify. Amazon, Spotify, all of that. Is Black uh, Ladder one or two words? I never remember. Black Ladder. 
Two words. Two words. Yeah. It's actually one word. No, it's actually two words. It is two words. Um, there's that. And I really am, you know, I'm trying to just lay low. Not lay Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> she just got married. No shit. Yeah. She did not. To some. She she didn't even reach out to me. Some dude with a lot of money. Well, she knew you were already married. No, it's not even that. I would have sent her a present. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what it is. Uh, at Get Trash Pod on Twitter, at Nick Tazo on Twitter. That's only that's the only thing I'm going to promote from now on. Uh, if you're at all interested, follow my Twitter, please. It's mostly about movies. Um, and then, yeah, that's mostly what I'm talking about on on Twitter. Uh, and then you know, <clears throat> putting up show clips. Follow uh, at Let's Get Trashed Pod on Instagram. Follow the pod. I'm going to hopefully get back to posting more clips. I've been very lazy about that. I'm ter- terribly sorry. Uh, anyway, thanks so much. Thank you, Clarence, for helping me out. My pleasure. Mr. The Fourth. And uh, all right, thanks, everybody. This is another In the Can episode. Let's get trashed. Let's get trashed.